This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow, there's a lot of you here already. All right, what's going on, everyone? How you doing, man? That was a that was quite a doozy getting this stream up <laughs> right down to the wire there. It was like failing on me. I had to restart twice. Okay, so uh, I got a few email requests regarding um, this. So so cool. This came along. Uh, there's this Comic Con in Brussels, I believe, and Ian McDermott did a interview. Um, I fast forwarded it to about 17 minutes. I put the link to the actual video. So if you guys want to support his channel or check out the whole interview in general, which we might do on this in this video as well. Um, I fast forwarded it to the questions at 17 minutes or around that. And this is where he actually talks about what was supposed to go down in The Rise of Skywalker and a scene that was actually cut. So without further ado, here we go. In episode nine. And uh, at one point, I think JJ was, it occurred to him, he might come up to that part of the world to do a bit of filming. But uh, my throne, his throne, uh, wonderful throne based on uh, the original Ralph Macquarie design, uh, looks as if it's made out of good, hard, black, Scottish granite. <laughs> it isn't. It's made out of polystyrene. <laughs> There's a point on set where you went up to him and I'm home and everyone's like, oh, he's, he's back on set, he's living here, but you're like, I'm back in Scotland. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. That was uh, the point you'd say, personified. Lovely, we are, want you guys to ask questions, so if you have a go. question, raise your hand. First question. get out to you, don't be shy. Hit that like button to, if you're here, there's about um, 2,400 yeah. of you here right now. Let's get it up. Hello, and welcome to Belgium. Thanks for the super chat, man. Um, right. I was wondering about cloning the Emperor, because some of us were already familiar with that from some of the comics, but did you know that this idea existed, and how did you feel about it, and how did you incorporate it in playing the character? Did I, did I know what existed? The, the cloning thing. That, oh, uh, the cloning yes. thing. Yes. Well, of course, there were all sorts of explanations for why I might return, um, but... It's interesting, there was, I think I can reveal something. At one point, Here the it script is. had the line in, the, in that first scene with Adam, when he says, you're a clone. And I said in that original script, which is no longer with us, um, 
more than more than a clone, less than a man. Which seemed to me to sum him up, really, because we knew that, well, the camera has already snaked past um, the clone tank, in which there are various versions of Snoke that you probably noticed. Spin it back and have a look. Well, you can't yet, can you? But you'll be able to um, once it's on Disney Plus, I think, um, <laughs> not too far distant future. Um, yes, yeah, so Snoke was a clone. I, I mean, I, I, he did. Palpatine was responsible for everything. He made everything in one way or another. Um, and that's, you know, talk about power early yeah. on. If you think back from, and I'm sure you will, go back to watch them in the correct sequence, that's threaded throughout all of the movies, um, is this sense of evil. And, and in a sense, when everyone commits a bad act, it's because of this character's influence, um, either in public or pervasively in private, or apparently dead. So um, that's Pearl. Um, just on that point... I just like that as a sitcom. That's Pearl. <laughs> yeah, um, With that, because your character, obviously, they had to give a sense of what you've been doing in that, that time between. Yes. Did they give you a backstory uh, that you had... It is. There, Let's but go. We didn't see. It's it's so interesting because neither JJ nor um, George Lucas have really concerned themselves with the backstory of this character. Uh, I didn't mind because I could have my my own ideas. Um, and originally, when we were doing the makeup tests and so on, uh, well, for a start, I I had my own eyes. They were removed a little later. They were removed digitally in order to return with real contact lenses when I got back to the, you know, the guy you saw at the end of Return, return of the Jet. Um, but in the original script, there was much more physical detail, pretty horrific physical detail, which I wasn't surprised sort of went as the, as the scripts evolved. Huh. Um, but I think, see, originally, uh, JJ. So there was a backstory. We had to explain you know how he was physically treated when Vader chucked him down that shaft and then after a while we thought well I don't think that needs to be over explained you'll see that terrible face and you'll see he's in a contraption some kind of support machine uh, a little advanced on the contemporary wheelchair uh, and that will probably say all we need to say um, and the whole process of making a film anyway is about pairing away, pulling back to what you really need to get to get to the essentials. Um, so that was the progression. But I, um, as far as thinking what happened previously, and um, he just that mind kept alive somehow. Um, I don't know. You probably noticed a few tubes coming out of his body early on, um, and also he was able to be as commanding obviously, as he had been, because look at that army. Yeah. You know, he, he made that. But the thing, and the most frustrating thing for him at the beginning of the movie, is he can't back, get back to his old self. He doesn't have complete physical control over his own body, and presumably not his fantastic power with his fingers. There so we his go. progress in the film is to get himself back to being, I won't use the word human, but emperor again which eventually he does, as you know, through very complicated groups. Very. So you can see he was never actually 
the same Palpatine. He was a clone. He was more than a clone, less than a man, which means that they were using some sort of Sith alchemy or Sith magic or essence transfer from the Dark Empire comics. This is really cool, man. And he was never at full power. And this is, I mean, he just said it himself. He never had the ability to do force lightning and everything. But my question still remains is that was he at full power once he, you know, absorbed the, the diet and the force with Rey and Kylo? That's my question. We've got a few super chats here and then we'll continue with the video. I just want him to say who bond, who, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know who uh, Rey's grandmother was. Make a merch shirt, Palpatine 2020 with his face. Well, I can't use any of the actual Star Wars uh, words, so. Um, Beaumont Kin, oh, Dominic Monaghan, literally said, cloning Sith magic in the Rise of Skywalker. They revealed Palpatine has returned. Yeah, I know, and no one really believed it. I didn't even believe it. I was just like, well, why do they kind of explain it like that? So we see that in the original script here, as he said, there obviously were many drafts of this script, many versions, and in the original one, there was a very detailed backstory, as he says, and he says that it was taken out, which it went into very great detail. And I wonder what this detail was. Why would they cut that out? Perhaps they're saving it for some other medium, comics, books, things like that. I'm going to talk more about this in detail tonight on the Rule of Two podcast around 5 uh, PST, so be sure to be there for that. Um, Regarding, let's let's watch a little more. Very good answer. I'd like to think at some point in that period, though, there'd be a great episode of Grand Designs where he's building his his layer. Oh, there must be. <laughs> yeah. yes. Kevin's in. The Emperor's got a uh, be, yeah. infinite budget to build his evil layer. Yes. Exactly. Check out the Scottish granite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who had a question? Hands up. With your so many hands going up. We got one, two, three. So yeah. if you guys, if there's any chance you can move forward, and we will get you in a second. Hi. Hi. Uh, you have experienced so many generations making the Star Wars movies. Sure. Uh, also different casts, of course. What is the biggest difference uh, you experience? Is it in, in which area is it? Next well, to making the movie, of course. Well, I suppose it's, what's great is I've had the opportunity to work with so many great actors. No. Um, but in a contained way. I mean, it was just... Uh, it was Mark and me, Dave Prowse, in the early days. And then uh, when I was a senator and the chancellor, I got to meet lots of other actors and do scenes with them. Um, and in the latest movie, my scenes are with Adam and with Daisy. Um, also, they were, um, <laughs> they were let into the secret. Well, of course they were, because I turned up, you know. Um, at the last moment, but nobody else. And Anthony, who's around here, Daniels, uh, didn't know. Yeah, that's my question too, is like, how does he absorb, like, so, okay, so obviously he, I don't even think he knew that there was, they had a diet in the force. And I think once he absorbed, he was so surprised and shocked, <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> uh, this was a mistake. And um, you could see in the movie, he was just like, oh, and then all of a sudden he started to regrow. But still that body was more than a clone, less than a man. So was it, was he more powerful or not? Like, I still think that if this was Palpatine in his original body, then it would have been a different story. Um, the fact that they brought him back as a clone, it just goes to show how powerful he was and that he truly did learn how to cheat death. 
because it's it's right there and it's, this is from the Plagueis novels this is from the comics the legends comics dark horse it shows you that he knew that power and he eventually learned it but he never taught it to vader However, Vader didn't need to know it because he then became a Force ghost and Sith don't have that power. I mean, a few of the old ones from the Old Republic did, but they were kind of bound to objects and tombs and things like that. So, <clears throat> this is pretty cool, man. I'm, the way Ian is sitting makes him look extra tiny. <laughs> no, it's just the camera angle, I think, and the, the sofa. Uh, how would he absorb life essence if not powerful? Um, I think it just... He was still powerful mentally, right? He was more powerful than he was ever before mentally, but his body couldn't, right? It's like you have a super powerful engine in a car that can't handle the turns. The chassis will break. It's just, it's, right? Paradise Prod says, you were on Showbiz Cheat Sheet. Congratulations. Love your channel and your commitment to the service community. Thanks, dude. I don't, what's, I don't know what the, what that is. What's Showbiz Cheat Sheet? Uh, Wolf Spain says theory. If you stream FNC later, I have a theory that I believe. Yes. Uh, so on the gaming channel after this, I'm going to be streaming um, the Old Republic, as we have been doing for the last few days now, and continuing the episodes. Um, I believe he fixes the sequels as a whole and keeps Anakin's legacy intact. I'd love if you read it. Love you, theory. Your content and always love seeing Ian McDermott interviews. I really want to get Ian McDermott on the Rule of Two podcast. Um, really gunning for that. I got to meet him at Star Wars Celebration, and from the brief interaction. Very nice man. And I asked him, I uh, may have seen this video, I asked him, I'm like, can I ask you a question? He's like, sure. I'm like, do you think Palpatine threw the fight between Mace? And he pauses and he's like, mm, yes. And I was like, okay, well, maybe he's just saying that, you know, has himself wanting to, Palpatine to be, you know, the best. But I truly believe, even though George has said that uh, Mace won, I feel like George says some things sometimes to just kind of like mess with the fans a little bit. Like the whole like uh, Obi-Wan is from the planet Stu John. He said that on the John Stewart show um, made up a planet right there and is now canon. So I mean, he, I, I don't know, man. I think Ian knows some stuff behind the scenes and probably when he was practicing for those scenes or rehearsals or whatever he asked George. So like, am I throwing the fight or like what's really going on? So that's always something that's interested me and I'm glad he at least gave me an answer um do you think the accelerated growth took part in the cloning process keep up the amazing work that's an interesting theory as well dj it could have been but i mean we know that boba didn't have uh, accelerated cloning so he obviously had that option to even maybe decelerate cloning um let's go ahead and listen a little further when when, when we were out in uh, chicago uh, at the anniversary of the first movie I mean, episode one, The Phantom Madness. Um, Anthony said that uh, he was, well, actually, no, and to go a little, back a little further, the trailer came on. Uh, there was my laugh, which was a previous recording, and then they thought it would be a good idea if I just appeared on stage and said, roll it again, which I did. And the only two actors uh, who knew, who were not surprised by that, were Adam and Daisy. All of the other actors didn't know that Mr. Evil had come back. I don't know how they managed to keep it from me. But uh, Anthony said, we knew there was a new bad guy. We didn't know it was an old one. <laughs> Which was, you know, nice to say. But it was great that they didn't. So, and apparently you can look back cool. on it, you see their jaws drop when I come uh, back onto the stage. And then, of course, um, we all went sort of quiet, and I got a bit coy in interviews and so on. 
because no one knew whether there was going to be a little knot or a little, or whether it was just some kind of hologram or so on. And uh, so the, the mystery went on. Uh, but it was, of course, it was great working with with Adam and Daisy. You know, two wonderful actors, and uh, with completely different approaches, both entirely valid, but with uh, marvelous concentration. Um, uh, and then the first scenes I did were actually consecutive in order. But the first scene of the movie uh, was with Adam, and uh, I've never seen concentration <laughs> like that in another actor. Those, those, I, I mean, I know I was supposed to be scary, but those eyes staring at you on the other side of the camera is, you know, <laughs> an inspiration. He's an ex-Marine as well, isn't he? He's what? I think he's an ex-Marine. He is an ex-Marine, yes. So that, that added, added layer of discipline as well. Absolutely, and there's, there's one scene, I'm sure he had many others. I mean, look at those fights, yeah. uh, all of which are here. Uh, when I had to merely flick my fingers and throw them into the air, <laughs> Uh, which I enjoyed doing immensely. <laughs> All I have to stand there and hardly do anything, and of course, as you know, they add everything later. So I was just doing it was very sort of casual, something like that, <laughs> many times. And they, and they thought, um, I said you could have the day off. <laughs> but then he was a, he was wire. He was on uh, a big harness and wire, and every time I did that, they shot him into the air. And he's almost bounced off the big screen at the back of many, many times, because you know that's what we have to do. And, uh, and I, he came in the next day, and I said, how are you after that? He went, well, you know, bruises, but I'm a Marine. <laughs> <laughs> on, on that, when you say the wire work and stuff, one of the things that this trilogy did, they went back to a lot of practical effects. Um, how has the practical effects evolved from the first trilogy to how they do them now? Is it? similar or is it yes well again I, there are so many talented people involved and they have also they, their talents have evolved over over the years so uh, the most interesting thing I which was entirely alive was the machine I was on I suppose you could you know you could have just had me against a lot of blue screen various well, that machine was called the omen and added apparatus or omen machine or something um, we yeah, tested this machine, first of all, to see that I wouldn't fall off it, um, or that it would kill me. And we had two different ones to begin with. One where I would have had to um, do everything on my knees. I mean, very carefully protected. But we all got a little bit worried about that. So uh, they settled for one where I am completely erect the whole time and entirely strapped in. There were four people behind me moving the machine. Uh, then there was a health and safety guy in front. And I, I couldn't have been better looked after. But I really did swing around that huge set. Omen harness. How, how big's the, the machine? How high? Now, Omen was a it's, Sith Lord. Uh, it's a, it's a little bit higher than me. Oh, I, stood really? on this, I stood on this tiny platform with my feet, and then everything else was strapped in. So I had freedom, freedom obviously, to move my head and my arms. But the, that was it. And that was helpful, because, you know, he wouldn't have freedom to move anything else. Um, so it was that very good contributory factor to, to the sense of the character. But I've, I've always wanted to fly, I mean, who doesn't? But I've always wanted to fly in a harness, or preferably on stage, but uh, maybe that'll happen one day. But they, these guys could manipulate me up, down, sideways, any which way, and fast. And there was, and I don't have vertigo, in fact, I rather enjoyed that. So that was a relief to them all. But they said, you know, anytime you've got a problem, just raise your hand, you know, and we'll, we'll lower you down. Uh, but I didn't. 
but it did, uh, it scared Daisy to begin with. Oh! She said, oh, she thought, if you, you can't do this to him, I was put, um, but that also gave me more power, you know, so I, uh, and of course I had nothing to do with the manipulation. Uh, but it was great to zoom up in. You can't quite see that in the movie, but there was a, there was a lot of zooming around. Uh, I just read something cool from uh, the Rise of Skywalker novelization, so I'll probably make a video on that tomorrow. A lot of really cool stuff. Uh, that's it for this video. Now I can talk to you guys and answer some questions, answer some super chats, and then I'm going to go stream on the gaming channel. Please find the link down below. Throw a like on this video if you enjoyed it. There's almost 3,200 of you here now, so let's continue on with this. Uh, crazy how you can hear Palpatine as he talks. Yeah, love you theory question. Are you wearing any pants? Yes, I am. Idea for a video. What if Obi-Wan had gone after Palpatine in Revenge of the Sith and Yoda had gone after Anakin as Obi-Wan wanted? Love your channel. That'd be a cool fanfic. I think I did that fanfiction, actually. Got to love how they fix the movie in the books. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate they do that, but I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is. We've got a couple of minutes. Oh, yes. So, should we try and get a couple of these? Yeah, okay, sorry. I can't do that. It's a lot of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, um, Hi. I was wondering, uh, Palpatine has so many uh, amazing scenes, and I was wondering which one was your personal favorite, uh, character-wise? Yes, um, Gentleman Last Wish is my favorite scene. I suppose it still goes back to um, Revenge of the Sith and the scene in the Opera House with, uh, with Anakin, um, where he finally nails it, as it were. He faces him with the possibility of uh, uh, Padme's death, but also the possibility of naked power, and uh, and he falls for it. And it was terrific to do that scene with with Hayden. I talked about it a lot. We did it at the end of the day one Friday in Australia, just suddenly, um, which made it. I said it was a bit scary because you know we just went into it without any kind of rehearsal, but it, it meant that it was entirely fresh. So I. And also, I think it's probably the longest dialogue scene, certainly the longest dialogue scene I had in the history of the movies. Because, um, you know, you usually zoom on to the next action sequence. So it was satisfying from that point. Um, but as far as the, the most recent film is concerned, um, I suppose the, when I got them both in front of me, both um, Kylo and, uh, and my granddaughter, um, that, that, that was a great day. Because um, that's the day when Palpatine realizes that he somehow has to get the power of both of them. Um, but then uh, realizes that all he needs really is to persuade, it's a terrific notion, it's a terrible notion, his granddaughter to hate him absolutely and to want to kill him more than anything in the world uh, in order to reincarnate as, as the Empress, the, be the most evil Sith that could ever rule the universe worse than me. That's a marvelously sick idea. There we go. That confirms so yesterday's the we, theory. The day we moved nice. towards that, uh, and that was over a few minutes, frankly. That was very satisfying. It'd, it'd be an interesting Christmas for that family. Yes. <laughs> exactly, yes. Hello, sir. Hi. Um, my question for you was, uh, what is your favorite personal quote from the Emperor? There are a few of them, as you'd imagine. Um, do it. I like two from the recent movie. Everybody knows about do it. And, uh, <laughs> and that, that certain number that uh, you know, he commands to be done yeah. means the slaughter of the innocents. Um, but in the recent movie, I like the first thing I said, 
which in the original script was not the first thing I said. But uh, it's just the two words, at last. In other words, you know, I can get back and do all the terrible things. And now the army's bigger, and, you know, uh, implying that Kyle is a pushover, which of course is not, and so on. Um, and the other quote from the movie uh, that I think I like is, mm, I have died before. So you must be able to say that in real life. As a comedian, Many a time. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, We've died on stage. Yeah, so as a stage actor, never mind stand up. Yeah. <laughs> I no doubt will again. I should. I should. <laughs> it, yes. Do you do you ever mess with people and slip into the voice? Like if you're a restaurant, they go, "How are you paying?" You go, "Baker." No, because they would think I was completely insane. <laughs> <laughs> if I put the hood over my head, some some of them might. Do. <laughs> so I just flick your finger and then disappear. I, 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 I could guess. <laughs> Okay, we're going to take, uh, yeah, if we've got time, this. Hi. Hello. Uh, there's this theory on the internet about... Oh, is it? A theory on the internet? No. Theory. What? Not a conspiracy theory, I hope. Over the last five years, got bigger and bigger about Darth Jar Jar Binks. What are your thoughts about oh, yeah. Jar Jar might be a Jar Jar Binks. Well, we had a very nice time, Jar Jar and I, Ahmed, the best and I, when we were celebrating, indeed we were, uh, the first movie, The Phantom Menace. And he's a great guy, as many of you who have seen his stuff and will know him will know. And uh, there was a very moving moment when we were invited on stage. It was Anthony Daniels, myself. Warwick Davis was in the chair, being witty and uh, uh, really interesting and intelligent, as always. And uh, when he introduced Ahmed as Jar Jar, the place erupted and wouldn't stop going jar, 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 jar. <laughs> so I think he felt that after all of those years of being not him personally, but the character being universally rejected, he got a little bit of warmth again. And these, of course, were people who, uh, most of whom, I think, were seeing that film in its yeah. proper context. You know, they hadn't been yeah. through both of us of the generation who started on episode four, five, and six and had to go back. And uh, they find him interesting, refreshing, and dare I say, even funny. Uh, Ahmed, of course, is all of these things. My only regret was that because he wasn't himself, that was the whole point, uh, he couldn't really recreate his comic genius through the terms of that particular digital character. There's always life on Disney Plus, though. The Jar Jar spin-off. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yes, exactly. I mean, what doesn't have a spin-off? Yeah. yeah, get him in Palpy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jar Jar and Palpy, that would be oh. the... That's a, that's, that, yes. I'd pay for that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd buy a subscription for that. Imagine a show like that. I'm pretty good. Um, I hope they're listening. Uh, we have been told, unfortunately, we're going to uh, have to wrap up. Obviously, there are tons of you, but Ian's here all weekend. So please, please go and join well, the... Well, I guess that's it. Uh, dude, this was a great, great in oh, crap, I died. Uh, great interview on his part because it just like falls in line with literally everything that's been going on the last few days. Um, I'm really happy that my source, uh, Damien, brought Damien Dennis brought this to my attention. He sent me a lot more screenshots from the book. Unfortunately, I didn't get a copy of it, <laughs> but uh, he he got to go to the Comic Con and you know he got a copy of it, which is pretty sweet. So there's tons of stuff, and I'm, like, reading some of it now, and there's actually Plagueis in this. So, uh, yeah, 
it's it's pretty cool. Um, stay tuned for the videos coming this week. Stay tuned for the podcast coming tonight in about uh, two and a half hours at 5 p.m. PST. Throw a like on this video if you enjoyed it. Thank you, everyone, for the super chats and for joining me in today's video. Head over to the gaming channel. I'm going to stream for you guys right now, and uh, we're going to have some, some fun. If you do play Star Wars The Old Republic, join up. I made a guild, and uh, there's like literally like just tens and tens, dozens of us uh, in there that are just roaming around fighting crime. All right, guys. Thanks, and uh, see you in a little bit. May the Force be with you.